Welcome to Make Your Marketing. I'm your host, Pia Larson, Chief Imagination Officer here at Fingerprint Marketing. Just like other small business owners, I had to learn how to navigate marketing and found there was no such thing as an automatic when it comes to driving your business. You need to know how to shift. That said, there's no reason to stall or come to a stop. With the right guide, you can be in the driver's seat and lapping your competition in no time. So today on the show, I speak with my mentor and agency coach, Jason Swank, uh, who helps other agencies scale and market. What I love about Jason is that he's constantly bringing other agencies together to inspire us to grow bigger and better and market our business in a way that works now. So we touch on um, a few things that he is seeing agencies do wrong and then also what's working now. And you don't have to own an agency to listen to the show. This is for uh, other small business owners that might have a service industry. Uh, There's some good stuff in the show. So without further ado, Jason Swank. Hey, Jason, thanks for joining the show. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Pia. Yeah, so full disclosure, Jason Swank is my digital marketing coach. We've been working together since 2015, part of the OG. Um, And he's actually, (laughs) yeah, a long time. He's actually helped our agency scale double in size in the last few years. So I am very appreciative to have him on the show. So Jason, why don't you tell our audiences a little bit about how you help people, what you do and how you help people? Yeah. So, well, thanks again for having me on the show. Uh, yeah. Jason Swank, you know, I'm a husband and father of two, uh, two crazy kids, uh, that, uh, age me, uh, very quick, <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, I had an agency for 12 years that we grew up and sold it. And, uh, and now I work with agency owners all around the world, showing them, uh, the framework, the systems that they need to do in order to uh, scale a little bit faster and put them in a community where they can uh, thrive. Awesome. So what compelled you to start working with agencies? Um, I know that you had an agency yourself, but what was it about working with digital agencies that really lit you up and, and gave you purpose? Yeah, well, it was it, it was all by accident. Um, you know, after I sold the agency, I was going to wait for the non-compete and start mm-hmm. another one. And while I was doing that, I was just bored, kind of just sitting around. And so I created an iPhone app. And, uh, I hated that. I literally hated it. (laughs) And I was just lucky enough that old competitors reached out to me and was like, Hey, how'd you work with LegalZoom? How'd you, how'd you work with all these employees? How'd you sell? And I just started helping them out for free and I really enjoyed it. And so that's kind of how I got into it. And then I kind of, you know, got into doing a podcast by accident and then it just kept steamrolling from there. That's awesome. So for people that are listening that don't actually own a digital agency, um, we're going to talk about things that work for a lot of other small service businesses. One of them is that you are really good at looking at helping businesses scale. So not just, you know, what what's your gross 
but what's your profit margin? And do you have the systems in place? What do you see is the number one thing that can help you get from small to the next level? Because there's, I know there's different levels, but your next level. Yeah, well, there's there's so much, right? But if I had to pick one, it's probably charging more, honestly. Oh, I like, love that one. <laughs> you know, and uh, the, I always tell people the telltale sign that you're not charging enough is you're too busy. And you constantly say, yeah. you know, hey, I'm too busy. And you got to kind of kind of go through, you know, all these different phases, right? Like when you're when you're growing your business, regardless if you're an agency or, or not. And, and I kind of look at it as like, obviously, um, you, you, you've come out to my house and, and that kind of stuff on the mountain. And I look at it as kind of, you know, you're you're climbing the mountain and you start off at base camp. And mm. in order to get out of base camp, you have to have that clarity or that vision of where you're actually going. Like, do I want to make it up to the top of the summit? Do I want to make it up to the top? And when you do that, like when you start going up there, you reach kind of the level I call climb um, before you start climbing. And, and that's the perfect phase where you actually need to raise your prices. So rate, let's talk a little bit about raising prices. So I've heard so many stories in our mastermind where people say, I just doubled my price and they didn't blink an eye. Like it's, it's transformative, right? You just, you get more confident and you value your, your product more, your outcomes. Well, you get, you get better people too, especially in the yeah. professional service world, right? Like, uh, I think I was interviewing Seth Godin about a year and a half ago, and we both agreed we don't want to win the race to the bottom <laughs> with price. That's great. Yeah. And, and all these people are looking at what other people are charging. And at the end of the day, people don't care about price. Actually, I've actually lost business because I was too low in the past. Yeah. Right? I remember I that story. <laughs> right. Like with Brookshire Hathaway, a company I never heard of. <laughs> and I pitched them like a $20,000 website. And literally, they uh, laughed me out of the room, and they were expecting yeah. to pay three hundred thousand for a website. So, you know, it's it's more about you have to figure out what is the real, what is the client wanting or that prospect wanting? Like, what's their goal, and how do I actually get them there? And what's the urgency? I think if we yeah. all can be, you know, um, urgency detectives, then. Uh, then we'll actually close and win a lot more business. Yeah, exactly. I think you have so many metaphors that I love. You, you, you talk about the surgeon, right? It's like how urgent, you know, how much do you want to pay the surgeon to save your life or something? I can't remember the exact mm -hmm. terms, but if it's really urgent and they're bleeding money, they're going to, they're going to value your services. Um, and then there was an acronym I think you had for urgency. Oh yeah. The, the three eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So the three eyes. Yeah. So you have to figure out what, what do they want first, right? And then you go into the three eyes of going, what's their biggest issue? What's the impact on their business? And you have, you ask the right questions to them in order for them to tell you the impact. Because if you go, I can make you a million dollars, right? We've all seen those Facebook ads of the people standing in front of the jets and like buy my book or buy my program and you'll have this, which is all full of, you know, you know what? Um, so you have to figure out issue impact and then how important is it to him? So if you're talking to Warren Buffett and you could save him a hundred thousand dollars, well, well, Warren Buffett's kind of cheap, right? He still goes to McDonald's, but, uh, he, he would care, right? He's, he's really smart, but let's say you're talking to Mark Cuban 
and you could save him a hundred thousand dollars, he'd be like, ah, that's not really important. I'd rather put out the fires that are costing me millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And I see a lot of people trying to sell you solutions that it's like, yeah, eventually, but you've got to get that, that, that low hanging fruit of what the, what's urgent to them. So since we're all about marketing on this show, let's switch to marketing. Um, what have, are some of the most egregious ways that you've seen agencies market themselves out, out there? I'm, I'm sure you have stories. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's tons that just talk about their, you know, they just always focus on themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the ones that comes to mind, I won't say their name, but they use the, just a big letter on their website. And I was like, what does that mean? And there, and it was a really big agency, but then all these smaller agencies and smaller businesses kept modeling that. And, and what I told people is, look, you don't need to model what the bigger agencies are doing. You have to model actually how they got there. And they didn't get there touting all the cool things that they've done. Well, I hope they haven't, right? But they've yeah. really kind of flipped the switch and really kind of put the focal point on the person coming to them, right? Think about if if we're at a conference and I come up to you and I go, Hey Pia, my name's Jason. I'm the best agency coach in the world. I'm really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Like, Wait, that's didn't you do that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, like literally you're just going to be like, you're a creep. Get away from me. But if yeah. I come up to you and I say, Hey Pia, why, why'd you come to the conference? You know, who are you trying to connect with? Tell me more about your business. I'm asking questions. You're going to find the conversation a lot more appealing to you because I actually changed it and made it about you and people love talking about themselves. So if you can take your marketing and tr do the same thing, like if you go to my website, like jasonswank.com and even go to the about page, right? I start off by asking a question and then I ask a, a series of questions. Hey, do you struggle with scaling your agency? Do you struggle with blah, 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 all this? If you, if, if the answers to this is yes, I might be able to help. And then I tell a story. Now, I don't tell anybody about my story until the very end because the most important story to your prospect is their story. Right, right. And they want to they want to see themselves. It's kind of like when you go house shopping, right? They want to see themselves living there and, and you're helping them and um, you're getting them to where they want to go. What are some other egregious things that you've seen? Because I, I know that kind of the companies that you're talking about, but what are some other marketing uh, missteps that you've seen for agencies in particular? Uh, you know, that's probably the, the biggest one. But, you know, other ones of just <laughs> not having... Um, what they actually do. They're not crystal clear at what they, what they do. Right. They just yeah. go, they want to be we, fancy uh, and they talk about their awards. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, again, that's just focused on them. So they talk about like their, their dog. Uh, you know, it's just <laughs> like, how is that going to help me? Right. Someone's coming yeah. to your website in order for, to get help. So let's, direct them fast, the fastest way there. Right. So like one thing, I mean, that I see working a, a lot really well for people is how can I get them from a visitor to a conversation the fastest and not, i.e., you know, on the phone, but maybe over chat, right. Mm. You know, maybe like Facebook messenger and just get a conversation going back and forth or, you know, just asking them questions, like qualifying questions, like really yeah. knowing who your audience is and going, you know, when people reach out to, or when, 
when I get people on the chat, I'm like, Hey, the first question I ask, are you an agency owner? Like I'm asking yeah. questions to try to defer people away. Yeah. And that's then great. You're, you're and I love the fact, more. and you also give people the impression that you don't work with everyone. You can't help everyone, which I love. Some people yeah. are afraid to put that out there because they're afraid they're going to lose business. And I think it's important that people know that you work with a certain type of person. The other thing that I've noticed is that you're big on niching down instead of being a me too agency. Tell the audience a little bit about that and why you're so passionate about niching down. Well, think about if there's a couple different levels, right? So if you look at like a funnel, right? And it's, it's kind of funneling down at the very top is, Hey, I service everyone. And at that level, you're, you're viewed as a commodity because you can't really separate each other from whoever else. Right. And so what people are paying you is really for, um, you know, execution. Right. Mm -hmm. And then if you can drill down a little bit further and then you take off some layers because as the funnel's going down, right. And you draw a straight line, straight line across, you're eliminating people. And so now you're going to get paid a little bit more, but now people are paying you for strategy. Okay. Mm. Then if you go down a, another level deep, like level three, well, now you're going to get paid more money and they're going to be paying you for wisdom. And then if you drill down to the very farthest d depth, you're going to get paid the most money uh, out of anybody else. And they're going to be paying you for innovation because mm -hmm. now you crystal, you, you know, their pain. Like a lot of times when I, I have a strategy call with, uh, you know, our prospects and our agencies, like I already know going in because I have them fill out an application. I know how to help them and if I can help them or not. But on the strategy call, I got to make it look like it's totally custom for them on the whole, whole way through. And when you can do that, that's you only can do that when you drill down very far. You don't have to go level four, but at least I feel you have to go to le level three. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the questions we get a lot is how are you going to know my industry, right? How are you going to know what my problem is? Well, you have to, you have to really, you do, you have to know and sit in it. And then part of, you mentioned, you know, kind of doing a discovery for them. Part of what I learned from, from you, Jason, as well, is doing a foot in the door. So carving off a piece of your bigger offering so you are able to work with your prospects to really understand what their problem is, uh, what their goals are. Uh, so it's kind of an expanded discovery. Is that something that not just agencies can use in marketing Everybody. their business? Everybody? Uh, okay. yeah. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. So what you got to think about is – at the end of the day, why people are going to make a decision is if they trust you or not. Right. And marketing is all about making them aware of you and then telling stories in order to build trust. And so then marketing hands it over to sales and sales then needs to kind of take the football and run with it and say, all right, Mr. or Mrs. Prospect, how can I make this an easy decision to build trust with you? And so that's why I always tell people like, hey, develop this foot in the door, which is basically a slice off of your core offering, right? So if you um, are doing pay-per-click ads, mm -hmm. I, I only think in agency terms, I'm sorry. But <laughs> that's can, okay. Uh, 
figure it out from there, right? So you do a particular service. Think about what's in that first meeting, that onboarding meeting that you have with that client, right? What's the one thing you always do in order to get on the same page? Like that should be like a roadmap or a blueprint that you actually do with them. And then that's going to like, if they can pay you, they're 20 times more likely to pay you again if they have a good experience. But, and all you're doing in this, this foot in the door meeting or session is you're kind of like poking holes and letting them kind of poke holes in their own business or see the opportunities that they have in front of them where then they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, I told, I never looked at it that way. And then you're like, yeah, do you want my help? And then you kind of walk them up this offering ladder that I, I call it. But a lot of times people try to pitch marriage right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're selling something big. Well, your close rate is going to be a lot lower. It's going to mm-hmm. take a lot longer to close them, right? Or let's say you're selling uh, reoccurring services. Well, if you're selling reoccurring services, a lot of times what people do in order to speed up the process or just to you know uh, get them to say yes, well, it's month to month, and yeah. and right and and so you're going to speed up the sales process, but now you just created uh, you got reoccurring revenue, but it's not predictable. And then you, yeah, have to, you have to keep selling it every month. Yeah. Right. And so that's a challenge. So, but what I found is the perfect sweet spot up on the top right court quadrant. If you put everything in there, you know, it's sell a foot in the door and then a project and then a bigger project and then a retainer. You know, mm-hmm. I did that with, a, with a pro, uh, so many clients where they had like a $5,000 a month retainer and they cancel it like six months. Yeah. So they make like 30,000. And so by following that kind of trajectory that we just walked you through, you know, they're able to sell 12 month contracts. They're able to sell the foot in the door for 2,500. They'll sell a project for 15,000. And then they'll be able to sell the retainers for almost double, which means they're going to make over 100K per client rather than 30K. Yeah. So you're kind of building that trust as you go. Um, because Lord knows, even as a regular consumer, you know, looking on the internet, there's just so much information. How do I know it's going to work? You know, who do I trust? So having these bite-sized opportunities to show results immediately is great. It's 2021. There's a lot that's, that's happened in the last 18 months. What do you see that's working now? And I know one of the things that, that you, really promote is podcasting. One of the reasons why I'm doing that now is because of your uh, inspiration. (laughs) Yeah, it took me long (laughs) enough. And it seems like everyone has a podcast. So for people out there who are asking, oh, it's already been done. I don't need to do a podcast. It's over, you know, oversaturated. What do you tell them? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, the, the cool thing about a podcast is it really shows your personality and it connects you to the listener. And the amazing thing that this is the only medium that I see people listening to almost a hundred percent of the whole episode versus, you know, know. a video on YouTube, you'd be happy with 30%, right? Mm -hmm. But with a podcast, people can do it multitasking. So, you know, a lot of my audience has a family, right? Uh, You know, the family people are a lot nicer, it seems like. And so (laughs) we are. Yeah, right. And so what uh what I find is like if I am at uh, my kids swim meet or track meet, right? Or we're traveling somewhere. There's so much time that's wasted 
that were just sitting there. And so what I do is I'll listen to podcasts. And that's what a lot of people do. Or if they go running, they're listening to a podcast, traveling podcast. Mm -hmm. And so they can listen the whole way through. Yeah. And it's one medium that's so engaging. Like, I can't tell you how many times people reach out and we're like, hey, I've listened to all the episodes. I'm like, oh, my God, like, stop listening to all of them and go do something. <laughs> yeah, I read a statistic la a couple weeks ago that by the time people your prospect gets to a conversation with you, they already have 92% of the information on you, your business and your services. They've already pretty much made up their mind. You're just there to seal the deal. And and part of that is your website, obviously, but podcasting and, and blogging and, and so forth. So um, yeah, I'm definitely all in on the podcasting. I think it's a great way to market any business and to kind of pull the curtain back and show again, personality, but also what you're really, what's your why, you know, why do you, so my why is helping small businesses not waste money and time and how to move the needle forward one step at a time. So the other thing, uh, you know, what today, what would be another marketing tool that you would uh, encourage people because there's so many out there. Create a uh, community. Um, okay. Say like more. A, a, like a free community. So right now in 21, Facebook communities are great, right? Mm. Um, so, you know, and I didn't really kind of, here's an analogy. Um, and, and this is what we're, uh, you've been to the house. We're building a, a pretty big pond behind the house. And we got a fishing boat. Is that boat. what you call your swimming pool? Swimming pool? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be a swimming pond, right? <laughs> and so um, what we're doing, we got, we got a, sw um, a fishing boat and my kids love catching fish and it has a live well in it. So in the summer, we would catch all these fish, keep them in the live well, throw back the small ones, keep the big ones. And uh, so now that we're getting this pond, my kids are like, well, let's, let's actually, when we catch fish early in the summer, let's put them in the live well, then we'll bring them back to our pond and we'll put them in there and it'll be easier to catch them because it's a smaller area. And so I was like, you can do that in marketing. So yeah. I look at Facebook communities or LinkedIn communities, wherever your audience is, if you can create this community of only the people you target. So all you're saying, like I have one called the um, digital agency owner insiders. If you go to jasonswank.com slash insiders, you guys can check it out. Only if you're agency, I won't let you in if you're not, right? <laughs> and that's how you should have your Facebook group as well. So you'd say, raise the hand. All right. And then what you'll do is you'll pump all your content in there from the podcast, your blog, whatever it mm -hmm. is, you'll have to ask questions. Um, that's working really, really well. And the other thing I've noticed too, because we have a Slack channel that has a, a huge community of agency owners, um, everyone lifts everyone else up. So you're not mm -hmm. just marketing yourself and what you do, Jason, you're, you're helping others support other businesses, which I yeah. love. So yeah. well, they, anything they, else? Oh, they sorry, come go ahead. to you. Yeah. They come to you for the, um, for help, but then they stick around in the community for the community. Right. Yeah, because you, I hate to tell you, Jason, but you don't know it all. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of people that will tell you the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but so your, your power is bringing those people together at all levels. And, um, you know, no matter whether, you know, just starting out or multi-million dollar agencies, their, their inspiration is, is found every day. What are, what are some of the things that can help 
people listening out there plan for the rest of the year and to, I know you've talked about uh, processes and hiring and so forth. What is another big uh, milestone for people to focus on this year? Well, I think, well, let's talk about hiring a little bit and and, uh, um, because I think that's important. I think people hire in the wrong way. I think people need to audit their time, right? Audit everything that you're personally doing. Look at, and one of the easiest ways to do this is, and I learned this from a friend of mine, Dan Martell, where basically um, he was like, take a screenshot of your calendar for the mm-hmm. past two weeks. And then, uh, and then list out all the things that you've done too between those meetings. And then literally put a T for tactical or an S for strategic. And when you start looking at the tactical stuff, then you have to look at it and going, which are the $10 tasks, which are the $100 tasks? And once you really kind of realize, like, man, I should be doing $5,000 tasks, right? Like, I, I need to be setting direction for, for the business. I need to be building key relationships. I need to be speaking or doing podcast content creation. I don't need to be doing editing. I don't need to be mm-hmm. post-production or any of that. And look at all those things and then figure out how can I hire to replace the stuff that you're doing at the low level. So then that frees you up to do all the high level stuff because look, we all got into business to create the freedom to pick and choose to do what we want rather than, you know, I see a lot of businesses that they get into it and they build this huge prison that they can't get out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think marketing is a big, uh, big mix in there because we all have this shiny object syndrome. You know, we want the latest tool. I, I won't even show you my screen. I have so many tabs open because I want to check everything out, right? It's, it can be really overwhelming for a small agency, small service company. And those are all just tactical. You know, you've got to really find something that's, that's moving the needle, that's getting you leads and stick with it and then focus on the big strategy chunks. Well, yeah, and exactly. And you, I think you hit it on the head. And uh, one of the things that when I see people having all this stuff to be like, I need to check it all, hire an executive assistant to do that. Really come up with um, all the process, like what we, I'm going through the process right now. I mm-hmm. remember um, Dan told me, he goes, if you don't have an executive assistant, you're the assistant. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> ouch. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and so now we're going through the process of bringing in an executive assistant and VAs and really having processes for them to just so, you know, we can continue to, you know, do what we are made to do. Yeah, because there's different, there's so many ways to slice bread, right? You just, I love that idea of even having a VA go and say, look, here's the outcome we want, a CRM, for example. You know, I had someone go and check out five different CRM softwares and they came back with, here's the best one and then integrate it. So uh, great, great idea. Well, Jason, thanks so much for joining us. If anyone wants to get a hold of you, where can they find you? Uh, the best way is on the website. Just go to jasonswank.com. Uh, Swank is with an E, so I'm not related okay. to Hillary. So just jasonswank.com. <laughs> great. Well, I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Yep, thanks. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Make Your Marketing Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website 
for show notes and additional episodes at makeyourmarketingpodcast.com. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing. This helps other potential listeners find us and share the goodies with them. And by the way, you can also email me because I'd love to hear from you. Email me at pia at fingerprintmarketing.com with feedback, questions, a topic, anything that you want to chat about. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening.